this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's time for Tuesday Terror here on the Mutual Audio Network. Be sure to leave the lights on while you listen. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. The Promise, written by J.A. Babian. A short story recovered from the archives January 9th, 2022. There was once a man living alone in the forest near Disney, Oklahoma. Yes, there is a Disney, Oklahoma. It's just east of Langley, Oklahoma. You still lost? Then how about east-southeast of Tulsa, Oklahoma? The area had been built up around Grand Lake of the Cherokee to the point that the native forest was now left to only pockets between the farms. The land he'd purchased was one of those pockets of land the farmers couldn't use. The creek was deep and sluggish. It meandered through his five lonely acres. There were so many switchbacks and meanders that no farmer would spend the money or time to trench a new path. The land was also said to be haunted. Ryland O'Handy didn't believe in haunts. Ghosts or anything he could not touch, see, or feel with his senses. So all he saw was cheap land. He filed a quick claim deed. Six weeks later, it was his. Now it was time to work. During the day, he drove 36 miles into Grove, Oklahoma. He was a paralegal and even had his own practice. It kept him busy. People always needed legal help. The law was his passion. However, he didn't want the heavier responsibilities of being a lawyer. It was enough to assist those in time of need. That was more than enough conflict for his life. He just wanted quiet, away from everyone's issues, concerns, foibles, and frights. So, on his time off, he began building his dream home. Lowe's was his favorite place to shop. Six months into the build, his well was dug, the perk test done, the lateral lines and septic in place. He was ready to pour a foundation. Now the frost lines in that part of Oklahoma was 18 inches. His newly run water and lateral lines were 24 inches down. He'd have to dig the foundation to 36 inches to have work easily. Clearance, slope, and good flow rates would mean less maintenance later. No way would he pay to rent a backhoe. The labor of hand digging gave him calm, peace, and joy. It was so different than his work-a-day job. That's when the wheels fell off of all his plans. Now he had to wait. The bones he found were human. He called the Delaware County Sheriff. The Sheriff called the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation's forensic lab. They would have to come and investigate. Riley hated delays. Nine days later, he met the investigator. She was a grizzled 50-something archeologist with a passion for detail. 
Karen Kelsey was a perfectionist. The interview lasted for seven hours. Karen had extracted every detail of the find from his now tired mind. It was a burial, not a shallow grave dug to hide a crime. Karen wanted the foundation moved 54 inches to the east. But Riley wanted his house right where he'd gotten flat approval for the location. The paperwork was 72 pages of legal jargon he didn't want to refile. Miss Kelsey, is there some accommodation to allow my plat to stand as legally granted? queried Riley. Karen retorted, The dignity of death and burial must be respected. There is no way to move the grave without relatives' permission. You must relocate your house. That is my finding. I've signed the forms and require you to restore the burial site to its original condition. She took out a tape measure and a can of orange spray paint and marked the area now legally off limits for building. Riley saw his solution. Miss Kelsey, can I build around or over the site? Mr. O'Handy, the law could care less where you build as long as this burial is respected, intoned Karen. If you're done here, Miss Kelsey, I'll draw up and file a new building plan for the fire marshal and his inspector, said Riley. Yes, you can. Consider carefully and then file your plans. I'm done. You may recover the bones, Karen pompously stated. Then she left. We're going to stop for a sponsor break. We'll be right back. Picture this. It's a Saturday night and everyone else is out on the town. But just like usual, you prefer to stay in with a good book. CastBox has got everything you're looking for, especially this fun new series called The Kyleson Chronicles. It's a Privy Projects production where you get to listen to a serious drama with a twist. Now, while you're asking your friends how their night's going, you know how yours is with the Kyleson Chronicles. Don't forget to uh, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. They like it when you say hello. And now back to our story. Riley left also. He went directly back to his office. On his computer were the previously filed house plans. He created a bay inset into the house wall. It would be an area about six feet wide and four foot deep. He then lined the new bay with windows. He saved the plans and electronically filed the change order with the fire marshal's office. It was, to his mind, an easy fix. The approval for his new plans arrived four days later. Elated, Riley went back to digging. Seven months later, Riley's new house in the woods was complete. He'd even survived the inspections with minimal fuss. It was moving day. It took Riley, his rental box truck, and four days to get all of his furniture stamp collections, music library, appliances, and fixtures in, installed and properly in place. He turned his apartment key back into the office, terminating the weekly lease, and went home for his first night of peace. Stopping by the market, he bought food and beverage to stock his cupboards. Riley was a happy man. Upon arrival at his new home, it wasn't just a project anymore, he unloaded. It took little time to organize every aspect of food storage, cook his dinner, eat, clean up, and begin his new life away from the insanity of the city. He was pleased enormously with his accomplishments. 
Two hours of Mozart relaxed him for sleep. He latched the doors and prepared for a good night's rest. Fifteen minutes into slumber, the world shifted dramatically. She was there at the foot of his bed. She looked on his slum-boring form with distaste. He was the interloper. This was her land and had been since the Cherokee relocation administrator granted it to her husband. Her husband had been a drunkard. She detested all males. They were all the same, filthy, sex-crazed tyrants. She would have no man live on her land. Her hated husband had brutally and drunkenly raped her until passing out on top of her. She didn't know she was now pregnant. She sliced her husband's throat, sawed him into bits and pieces, and fed him to the pigs. Yes, she'd done just that. Then the baby came. She died alone. Her brother and father found her where she'd collapsed. She hadn't even made it to her bed. The baby was dead too. Her daughter was under the new house and no respect shown to her. Just how was she going to rid herself of this disrespectful one? She had no way to physically affect him. How to get in his mind, she pondered. He'd be safe this night, but only this night. Riley woke, shivered, thought he was imagining a young woman standing at the foot of his bed, dismissed the thought, and slid back into sleep. The next day was a Sunday. He didn't have to work, so he started clearing scrub and trees for a garden. He loved this kind of work. It allowed him to escape his workaday cares. The area cleared, he'd gone inside. Food was waiting. Sandwiches made with liverwurst spread, again, Peace settled in his mind, and sleep came easily. She was there immediately. Maybe she'd possess him. The tribal elders had always warned her people about possession. She wasn't sure how she'd accomplish the act. This would be her first attempt. She floated through his quilt and willed herself into his sleeping body, joining them as one. She was elated. She'd done it. How to wake him? Rise, fool! She screeched in his mind. Riley sat bolt upright. Who the hell are you and where the hell are you, bitch? Lori Little Dove is who I am. I'm dead but now alive in you. You're my filthy puppet. And you're on my land, she told him. Riley covered his ears. You're inside me. How? Why, what did I ever do to you? You disturbed my resting place, and your filthy man's house is over my daughter's bones. You pig, she shouted. Calm down, lady, please. I didn't know she was here. I just wanted some peace and quiet. Lady, can we talk, please? Let's just talk. I'm begging you. Let's talk. What do you want? Riley repeated, rocking and clutching his head. She replied with head-splitting force, Leave my land and never come again, you detestable man. Riley shuddered, whimpering. But you don't know me. I bought this land from the tribe. It's mine now. Please leave me in peace. Never. As long as you live, I will be with you. Leave now, and I will stay here. Return, and I'll find a way to drive you mad. Insane, I say, she demanded. Riley finally marshalling his courage, 
if you harm me, I'll sell this land one of the oil companies, and they'll desecrate it, you and your child. I'm as strong as I need to be. You're not real, and I don't believe in ghosts. Lori felt him push back. I like it here, and let out an unearthly scream. He was reduced to rocking and crying for an instant. You don't have to do this. Just ask me to help you cross over or whatever it is you do when you die. I died because a vicious man thought he owned me. You're a foolish man. Who could you ever help me? Was her retort. Riley calmed now because it came to him. I'll, I'll find the descendants of your family. Tell your story and work with them to bring you and your daughter rest. For the very first time she had ever known, she felt sincerity in this man. How could a man tell anything but lies? He was a man, but she could feel his caring. He actually did care, even through the pain she was exacting on his mind and his soul. You would do that for us, she questioned. In a heartbeat, she had his answer. Yes! I will, came from his pained mind. If you break your promise, I'll bury myself in your mind forever, she flatly whispered in his consciousness. Riley O'Handy kept his promise. She was with him every step of the way. She learned that not all men were the same. Finally, her family came. They performed a ceremony she only knew from the elders' teachings what little she'd heard. They'd thought her only a woman. She soared then. She saw her daughter rise and follow her. As her daughter joined her, she felt the man's mind wish for her to stay. He'd be lonely forever. She couldn't stay, but promised she'd meet with him when his time came. Then it was done. Riley O'Hardy had what he wanted. Now he was alone and wanted what he couldn't have. Thank you for listening to The Promise, a story written by J.A. Babian, produced by Furby Project Productions. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. If you produce audio dramas, it obviously isn't to become rich and famous. You love the medium, and you want to share your passion for theater of the mind. The Mutual Audio Drama Network is looking for you. Mutual presents audio dramas every day of the week, each with its own genre. Mystery, sci-fi, comedy, horror, all reaches of the imagination. It doesn't matter if you produced your shows years ago or are still cranking them out. Share them on the world's largest collection of modern audio drama and audio fiction. Give a listen at MutualAudioNetwork.com. And if you'd like to be a part of the excitement, with free access to all sorts of voices, sound effects, music, and more, just drop a line to mutualaudio at gmail.com. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Why not join us today? <laughs>